the extreme bbm tuesdays and fridays 8 p.m east african time is when we get to uh, hang out with people that make the music that is 8 p.m east african time so monday to friday we play most of the music so that is 1 to 2 p.m we have an entire hour of uh, new music that we get to premiere monday to friday but tuesdays and fridays we get to hang out with people that make the music just like uh, my guest today on the show yeah, she has been on the show. She was on the show in uh, 2022, early 2022. She was on the show. We talked a lot about um, the music at the time. There was an EP uh, that was that was out at, at the time. A few videos that we also talk, get to, got to talk about. And we also talked about how, you know, she transitioned from uh, being doing rock music and she became a sellout. Kidding. Uh, but she does pop music right now. <laughs> <laughs> her name is alexandra she's on the show welcome to the show glad to have you on again it's always it's always a pleasure having you on the show hi hi thank you so much for having me uh i was so happy that we had this meet, uh, interview last time in 2020 and since that many things changed but i want to thank you mark for streaming my songs on your radio airing my songs on your radio uh, I always see you do that. Thank you. That's a lot of support for me as an independent artist. Thank you. Uh, so the last time we we talked, you are you are you had you had done the transition from you know doing rock music and you are introducing yourself with an EP, uh, getting into pop, and making videos. Uh, how has the journey been? Uh, a few years in, because now what? Three years now. Yes, yeah, so uh, I, I'm in America already for three years, and I actually started releasing music here. So a lot of things changed. Uh, at the moment when we were talking with you, I was still like kind of trying to find, like find the style, find the what what is what is this me, right? Like what I what I sound like as an artist, and <laughs> you will be not maybe not surprised. I figured that I still need to do rock. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so um, my last three, my th last three singles. So I have last single I released this year in February called Like Me Not. Like Me Not. That a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like pop, pop rock. Yes. Pop, punk, pop rock something. And very and aggressive. <laughs> felt good you know I during recording at studio and performing live I felt so so me yeah and I was like okay maybe my next releases can be in the same style so I just recently wrote two new songs and I'm going to Los Angeles in September just in two weeks uh to in to the studio for recording so I have two upcoming singles and both of them are, are pop rock <laughs> so hold on so you 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 using your same words you became a sellout when did pop and then realized oh no i have to go back to doing rock to doing rock but then you're kind of using like two genres right having because even like me not it's kind of poppy but rock it's like pop yeah rock. yeah uh well when i was in the past i was alternative rock singer so it was yeah. like there were no pop at all but now yeah. Because I've been pop singer for so long, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna combine rock and pop, and just let have these two generous with us. Yeah. So, so what made you switch back to uh uh do to incorporate rock back in? Because the last time we talked, you were switching from rock, uh, living uh because you are in you are in bands up for for quite a while, and uh you decided to start doing this stuff on your own, being an independent artist, and you had joined uh the pop 
journey and then so what made you switch back to uh you know rock well um there are several things first my producer convinced me and he was like hey alex like this is like your style this is where where you are the best of yourself yeah. and another my manager alex his name is alex too my manager he was like Alex, pop is good. Pop is great. You sound great. But rock, this is where you shine like a star. I was like, oh my God, guys. So they actually convinced me to try. And then I did that. And I came to this, so I had a show, I had performance and I performed it in my like rock genre, style, like in my style, like with this old crispy voice and with uh, all this like, um tension in, in, in my temper and people it was amazing people loved it so much like audience they were like they were, they were coming to me and saying how happy they are they were like uh sharing how much they enjoyed the show and I was like this has never happens when I perform pop yeah people don't react like that and I was like okay maybe I should just give a shot so give it yeah. a try so you decided to give it a try. So, uh, and also what I wanted to ask, because the last time we we, to, uh, we talked, you were kind of like um, getting to, you had gotten back to the US. You had been there a couple of, probably two years in there. And uh, how uh, how was the adoption in terms of like getting comfortable, getting incorporated into other, the musicians around uh, San Francisco, which were, which is where you are? And uh, how how did that how long did that take you to start you know building a circle of musicians around the area? Well, when we met with you last time, I was already pretty. I would not say comfortable because comfortable is like when you are like already so well set. Yeah. I I think I would become very comfortable maybe two years later, but this year is so much better than last year. So. I moved to America in the middle of pandemic. Yeah. And uh, it was like the whole year, it was total lockdown. So like, I let's say one year out of three, I kind of lost that. Um, so when we had a call, I was already like one and a half years in the market. Now I'm two and a half years in the market. That's a lot. So I feel much comfortable. I have so many different type of professional musicians in my network. So yeah. when I get gig, I just know who I should message. And if I message them and they are busy, I can find somebody else I also worked with. For example, before I knew that like one good keyboard player, one good guitarist, one good bass player. Now I know like four, four, like I know many, but when we come about like session musician, like professional, they're there are many professionals, but you need to like get in touch with them and you need to have a chance to work with them and everything. So I would say I'm not now much more well-connected and I am uh, feeling like more relaxed. And when it comes to the shows, now I get booked much more often than before because people know me and I have like strong social media presence. So like, they just Google me and I'm there, you know. Yeah. So it's it's good. Yeah, and 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 uh, talking about because you you mother right right now you have your second child. Last time we talked, yeah. to you, you had your 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 the first child was already old. She's fifteen now. 
Sorry? When we were talking, last time we talked to your, your, your first child was what, 15, 14 at the time? I think now she's 15, right? Yes, she's 15. Yeah, and uh, now you're, you're in mother now for another, for another child. So what I wanted to ask is how you were able to, you know, to work at the same time. And uh, this is mostly for like, uh, because usually in the business, whenever uh, women get pregnant, or whenever whenever they decide to have a child, most of which are usually scared because people won't book you, people won't have you at their shows, and uh, work slows down, and uh, it usually scares a lot of uh, musicians from you know deciding to be mothers while still active and uh, and uh, at the point of building their career, like how you are building your career again now as an independent artist. Uh, so how did that journey go for you? And I still saw, I still saw you, you were able to have shows while pregnant and, uh, doing amazing shows and performing. And I was like, oh, she's still going. She can't give up. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, it is not easy. It is difficult. And, uh, it is, the thing is that you can have some help. You can have a babysitter if you can afford it. And sometimes your husband helps, but it's still complicated for any mother like to get, go and get focused on doing something you need to like make it so like i in my ideal world in my ideal world it would be like i've done all chores i had my baby is with a babysitter i trust and i can come and relax and enjoy my time with my favorite job in the world be a musician be an artist right but in reality, it is not like, it's like you work 24 seven. In the morning, you go to the rehearsal. After rehearsal, you come back, home is a mess. Like your husband tries to help you, but also at the same time, he's holding baby in one hand, another hand is a phone call. And then like, house is just a mess. <laughs> so like, just constantly running and doing things, doing things in expense of your own sanity. So like, I would say I do many things and professionally, I achieved so many things within this year and I'm happy, but also at the same time, I'm so tired and I want to sleep. <laughs> and I, do you know what I want more than sleep? Silence. Yeah. Just silence. <laughs> No, but I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm really proud of you because I, I would see because usually, you know, uh, you'll share your your life on 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 social media for people that follow you. They do catch up with you, and I'm so when, whenever you would share that, I'm like, yo, I I see you doing rehearsals, going to perform. You're like, this is my last gig before I get into into in, into this. Then the next week, I see you again performing, and I'm like, oh, yo, you you say this was the last gig last week. <laughs> What happened now? You're, you're I performing. Couldn't I couldn't resist. So I thought it was my last gig. I was like on my seventh month of pregnancy. And then someone reached out to me. They were like, hey, Alex, we know that we are like almost in maternity leave. Would you like to perform? Actually? I was like, <laughs> okay, yes. Yes, of course I want. Because like, I was always cautious, like, will people book me if I'm pregnant? And I was surprised in America, actually, people love booking you. So my actual... <laughs> my last show i was almost nine months pregnant yeah 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 <laughs> so i performed at facebook uh so facebook hired me to perform for their corporate party i was eight months old eight, eight months pregnant and the next show was uh i was eight and a half months it was uh for local dance studio 
<laughs> they were like they had some kind of like annual concert and they wanted me to open their little concert and perform there and I was like okay I know you guys like those dancers were part of my music video I was like of course I will come support yeah and and yeah but no, I'm, I'm really proud of you and I, I, I would see that and I'll be like yeah you're really working hard and uh you're juggling between you know even when when you had the baby still because a lot of things happen you're dealing with the baby the baby's not you can't sleep at all in the night and then you still have to create uh stuff for social media to make sure that you keep your brand up there because you're an independent artist so you're doing everything almost just by yourself so i want how do you manage to juggle this and uh and and keep afloat because you still manage to keep putting out uh content to to keep your brand up and and uh spread your music across but at the same time you're still being a mother for your child and your your other older child and uh, being a wife at home how are you able to strike the balance in between i'm I didn't get balance. <laughs> I don't have balance. How are you I, managing? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying hard. It's really difficult to get balance because, like, to sit down and think what you should prioritize and do first, you need to have a free moment, which I don't. <laughs> so I I have some days when everything is beautiful. My baby is beautiful. I kiss her cheeks. Then I go to rehearsal. My band is amazing. And then I have songwriting session and write a gorgeous, beautiful song. I'm so happy about it. Actually, I did write the great song. I'm so happy about it. But and there are some days like today <laughs> when everything, like, you're like, okay, now you're holding up, you're holding up. And then you have like that one moment and you just explode with tears. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I try to be positive, but it is really complicated. I think people should see, people sometimes should see in social media that we also struggle, like this influencers and everything. We also struggle. I'm in a lot of anxiety and stress right now. And uh, oh, for, for all working women there, I'm with you guys. I i barely can keep it up <laughs> you do you know at the end of i do i do just uh you know what i sleep less when i put baby to sleep and my husband went to sleep and i cleaned the whole house and then i'm going to my office sit down and actually what i do i practice at midnight piano <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really commendable. And that's why, you know, sometimes when we have conversations, it's always okay to to have these conversations because there are other people that uh, are in, in the business and they are really finding it hard and they think that it's only them that are going through this. But then when they hear stories of of like what you're going through and uh, how you're able to try and keep afloat and keep sane and keep things working. It, I, I think it's always it's always like a pat on 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 the shoulder to say hey keep going you're doing a good job you know just no, keep... thank you thank yeah. you you're a family man too right yeah you're a family man too right yeah but I don't have kids yet so that's the other part <laughs> yeah, responsibilities as a family yeah so. not yeah so I haven't I, I don't have kids yet so yeah but, but you know sometimes yeah, to be quite frank you're like ah yeah i know people are dealing with kids and having this and then you're like yeah also keeping a relationship is a bit hard so but you know a lot of it is hard. a lot of it is know, understanding yeah to to build healthy 
loving relationship. It is so much work. It is so much work. You can, don't worry about that, but then things go kind of tough and difficult. And then you realize that you are not getting what you need and your partner doesn't get it. Like everything is like getting worse and worse and worse. But when you work, it's like it has, it's very fruitful, just needs a lot of work. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so uh, you you have mu- music coming up, which I'll talk about that later on, uh, some, some new music that you're working on and uh, and how, how that is going. Uh, we last we talked about uh, uh, the last time we talked about how you're releasing music. You had an EP out, but then we were talking about how it's tough to release like projects, and uh, it's because of streaming, it's much more you know single based. You have to keep up putting out singles and uh, uh, stuff like that. How how are you adopting to that? And uh, you know even with the do it yourself approach where your everything is coming from you, how are you able to? Uh, approach that dealing with because I, I recently read an article where a lot of people are flooded with fake fake streams and then they were getting caught out and uh you know you know someone is busy promoting and investing money as an independent artist and uh, unfortunately there are streaming firms that lie to you that they are actually yeah you know getting you streams and promoting you you know unfortunately this is such a common big problem uh lots of like I lost all trust into those paid services uh, because I got caught with that once and I don't really want to repeat that. What I realized that most organic, the most uh, natural streams you get as you stay active in social media, you perform and people, real people who you met, who saw your show, who follows your Instagram, who leaves comments, those people stream. And it is not so many people, but those people who listen, those people will come to your show. It is very important. And it's a big, big, big thing for the artist. So I've decided don't pay to anyone to do this job for me for a moment because I cannot I cannot trust them because I cannot check. Are they real or are they going to give me these fake streams? I don't need fake streams. I don't need fakes. I need real human. Yeah. I would prefer I would prefer 100 real people listening to my music because they like it. Rather, yeah. 10,000 robots. I don't need that. That's crazy. So answering to your question, I should say that uh, it is a tough market. It is tough business. You... Uh, you invest so much of your time, so much of your money, and in return, you just get hope that one day you will be able to succeed. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like when it comes to streams, uh, for all of my songs for for last one and a half years, I got my first payment week ago. It was one hundred eighty dollars. <laughs> Uh, however, I was very uh, happy to receive the one hundred eighty dollars. Amazing! Uh, even the one one single for so one single, I spend one thousand three hundred dollars for one single to just producing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm not talking about the promotion. So promotion, you can do promotion on your own. There are several ways. First of all, you can always talk and show your creativity and show your music on TikTok on Instagram. It's like great platforms 
also what you can do, you can reach out to other influencers you are friend with. Yeah. And you can ask them to, to use your song for their videos. And some of them will do this for free. Some of them will give you like estimate. So you decide, do you want to pay for that or not? Uh, I had uh, my song pitched to several big influence, big TikTokers. And uh, my song was like, got 9 million, 8 million views. But the thing is that, yes, people kind of like remember my song, but they don't go to Spotify from TikTok. I so see. what I say, this type of thing is a good advertisement to make your song being heard. But to make people stream your song, actually go to your Spotify, you need to have your own social media apps. Yeah. And go to concerts and perform and perform and perform. So I would say I just keep keep doing what I'm doing. And when I will be bigger, I would like to hire someone. But that person who I'm hiring should be like recommended to me. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. would should tell me and like, hey, Alex, I worked with this guy. He does his job great. He will market your song very well. And then I will be like, okay, cool. I will reach out to him and talk. And then I will ask him, like, hey, how much you charge for your work? I've heard very many good things about you. And he would say, like, let's say I charge like $1,500 for marketing the single. And I'll be like, okay, I have this money and I can hire you right now. And let's try and see how it goes. Or, sorry, I don't have that money right now. But when I will have that money for my next single, I will reach out to you. But this person should be recommended. Yeah, I should is from someone else inside of the business, so I can trust to that person. Yeah, I think I yeah I think that's and that's happened uh, that happens a lot, especially with the uh, the independent artists or the new most especially the new artists because most most of the times the independent artists that that have a bit of skin in the game have already you know skipped that stage and they already know how to spot that from miles away, but. Uh, the new artists usually get taken advantage of. Someone says, hey, I'm going to get you to, you know, all these radio stations, all this, this stuff. And then all they are doing is they're getting you people recording, saying, hey, I played you on the radio. Then they just get a phone and have a video recording of your song playing in the background. But literally, it's not on the air. It's just in the studio. And then you're posting that. like Because I've told artists several times, like whenever they tell me, hey, you maybe should record a video when you're playing my song on the air. I'm like, that doesn't do anything for you. I think what does more for you is if I stream you and uh, if you have anything monitoring radio, because there are platforms that can help you monitor whether your song is played or not, and you easily get an alert that says your song has been played here, it's easily recorded as a song that has been played. It's easy exactly. that rather than, you know, going into, uh, I need to make a video while I'm playing your song. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't do much for you. It's good for your social media. You can post that up, but technically as for your music, it's much better if I can play that on the on the radio. Then you you know you're able to get an alert that it has been played and uh, and and that does more for you, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. And also, I want to say, Mark, you are different. You're different, DJ. Uh, or like those people who are selling those, like EJS Radio is a legit place, you know. And when you pitch the artist, you don't tell them like, hey pay me like $300 and I will stream your song. <laughs> no, you do this the way you supportive, supportive way to the industry. Yeah. You have 
religious submit hub page. You have your own Instagram present. You are not ghosting anybody. Anyone, anytime can reach out to you and you are here sitting in your studio. And what you do, you take the artist and you play their show, their music, if you like it in your in your uh, radio, right? And it's a huge support. How many times you streamed my song? I didn't even ask. And yeah. I was like, wow, thank you so much. You are different. Those like... Uh, People who are like faking all of those, those are those are not supporters. They they are destroying this market. Yeah, yeah. that happens. Thank you, so, thank you for that. And uh, you talked about social media, so I wanted to ask you though, how do you deal with the hate? Because I know they come for you sometimes on social media, but I don't know why. Because you never, you don't make any posts attacking anybody. You don't put opinions up on stuff. You're not political on your page. You're not. But why do they always come? Why why do you always get some? Of, of these people coming at you? Well, uh, I should say my audience is pretty loyal. I have hate pretty rarely, but that still happens. I I think you can be the angel. Yeah. And people, <laughs> so, but I'm not an angel. I should, you should know I'm not an angel. I have my own flaws. I do have hate, but not like so big. So yeah. how do I, because I have a little baby right now, I don't have time and and strength to handle this. So I just turned off all comments on my TikTok and all uh, messages on my TikTok. So I never actually get anything, neither good, neither bad. So my, for example, I posted my video two days ago. That video has 277,000 views, zero comments. And I was yeah. like, oh, this good why i didn't do this before uh but at the same time would be nice to like sometimes it is good when like the the people who watch it text you like they like it and they're like hey it was so nice i, I loved watching this or you made my day you made my mood better i love this right i kind of miss this but at this stage of my life i just cannot take any hate towards me because I'm so vulnerable right now. I'm doing so many things and I have a little baby to take care of. I don't want somebody to tell me bad things and then I get upset and then I like brought this to my baby. You know what I mean? So what I'm trying to do is like, I'm gonna like get stronger, let wait my baby will grow a little bit bigger and I will my hormones will go back because I still like, my baby's like nine months old. I still have this, I stopped breastfeeding three months ago. My hormones are still crazy, you know? So um, I just want to get back to my shape and then I will open my comments back and then I will start facing hate again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, but it's it's so crazy that sometimes, okay, I, I stop like caring about like when people throw stuff on social media i don't take it i don't take it serious too like i'm like uh, anyway you, sometimes some of you couldn't say some some of all these things to my face so i don't i really don't take it serious so uh because i remember one time someone we were there's a platform where we put where i usually upload the mixes and the shows whenever they are done airing so in case like i premiered the song because i i did that more for the new artists and so that in case they miss the show on air, they can easily go back and listen to how the show went and they can listen to at what point their song played and stuff like that. So it's always uploaded. So I'm, I usually would get graded in the 
number one, number two, number three, number four trending in in the mostly in the radio show category. So uh, some guy, some DJ from Germany who, by the way, is like probably forty years older than I am because he's probably like in his seventies. He he said, "Why would they? Why would people stream my stuff? Because I think it's about at to about about five million now. The total streams of the shows, so more than five million, coming to six million. So like, why do they stream his his music? He doesn't mix at all. I'm like, why don't they stream your music? He came to my comment to do to my post to do that. So I said, why don't they stream your music? Why you would rather focus on streaming your shows rather than focusing on people that stream my shows?" Then he thought that he would offend me by saying the N-word. And he said it with a strong with ER, right? Is oh my it... God, this is so bad. Yeah. So uh so I said, Oh, oh wow. I thought we were going to have a productive exchange, but since you decided to get offensive, I think it doesn't work for me at all here. And I don't feel like I need to insult you back, but have a good life and good luck. And then he got he got like so embarrassed and then he he came to to apologize about it. I said, "Oh no, no, no! You don't offend and then apologize. It doesn't work like that. So, I don't need and I don't need you. You don't need me. So, I think it's better we don't uh, get at each other like that." And what a racist! This is terrible. <laughs> you know, if something like that would happen in America, this is what I like about this here. If something like that would, this person would be canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I'm not a big fan of cancel culture, but at the same time, doing things, this is a harm. This is real harm. Like, so racist, so bad. And there are so many people on the internet, they think they can, like, spread, like, they can spread all this anger and hate. Yeah. Like, there are people against LGBTQ, calling them bad words, racist, and, like, a misogynistic people. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you went through this. This is terrible. <laughs> no, it's so funny. It's, I, I, honest, honest, honestly speaking, I didn't, when he said that, I didn't even get angry at him. I just looked at his photo. I was like, oh no, you know, I don't, I don't need to do, to say anything back at this one. You know, clearly he's, he's just mad. He got, be, he, people maybe stream my stuff more than they stream his stuff. So he was one Jealous. of, yeah. Jealousy, you are more successful. They want <laughs> have something what you have but they don't yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah i also kind of uh recently uh so my tiktok comments are closed but instagram open yeah. and instagram i have like instagram is more private i mean my page is public but the people who follow me they are kind of like they're my they're my people you know yeah, instagram's so, a bit good yeah yeah i don't really get so much hate but sometimes some stranger would come and uh, for example recently I have so I I've been a very emotional right uh, because I'm going through a lot of stress I cannot like keep everything up uh, so I'm very transparent and you know what my audience mostly female and they yeah. love it they love that I, I show myself not perfect because I'm not perfect nobody's perfect so I had recently video of me showing my like after pregnancy belly telling them that I kind of feel insecure about my body right now and everything and like everyone everyone's so happy because they were like thank you for sharing with us I thought maybe just only I'm like that but there were two ladies two ladies, <laughs> ladies. can you imagine my own kind of like human 
the woman who also can give birth, maybe she already has a baby. I don't know. Yeah. She, the two ladies texted me such a nasty, nasty comments about my body. Wow. This is because they don't like themselves. They don't like themselves. And they are maybe jealous that I am free. I can talk about this. I can share about this. And there will be so many people who will be supporting me doing that. They don't have that. Yeah. They feel ashamed. They hide their bodies. I don't want to hide my body. I made a human. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and, you're, and you have an amazing baby. I've, I've, I've seen you share that, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry about all of those people leaving all those comments. They should understand this is are not just words. For example, for you, you are strong. You right now are at a good place in your career. You're yeah. getting good dreams. You have your studio. You have your show. And you're confident, right? They're not really hurting you so much. But just let's say, uh, let's take, okay, I'm also kind of pretty strong. It's not very easy to get through me. But there's someone more vulnerable. vulnerable. Yeah, what if, you know, today, for example, someone could have a very bad day and that comment will just destroy them. It's a real harm. People should really take it seriously. It's not a good thing. Absolutely. Uh, so getting to music, you have two, two singles coming out before the year yeah. ends, right? <laughs> I have two singles coming and I feel I feel like I'm on in my, I'm entering new stage of my life as a creator as a musician as an artist yeah so i wrote two new songs with my co-writers and they are so good i'm so proud of myself it happens so rarely when i write something with and then i listen and i'm like oh this is so good like <laughs> normally yeah. we critic ourselves very often there yeah. is so little I am actually proud of myself, but yeah. this song is so good. I feel like every word there is special. Every melody there is special. Love it, love it, love it. I'm so excited about this. So this, this, these two songs are coming out at the same time, or you're releasing one and then oh, no. algorithms. <laughs> I'm not releasing them same time. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm my. Single's gonna be ready by the end of September because in two weeks I'm going to the studio for recording and then it will take time for mixing and mastering. It's not so long, but it's kind of like, you know, let's say one more week. Yeah. So my single's gonna be ready by 25th, 30th of September. And then I need another month when to I... get released. You cannot just drop things. No. You need to you need to get ready. You need to prepare your social media. You need to put together marketing plan. You need to pitch your songs here and there. Like it's a lot of work. Yeah. So I'm gonna release my first single in the end of October. Yeah. And another single in the end of November. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then it's gonna be Christmas. So I'm gonna be streaming my Christmas song. And then going to be break in releases. Like, you know, from Christmas time till the end of the year, normally there's like two or three weeks of break because people don't release anything. Yeah. And then my next single going to be in uh, end of, in the beginning of February. 
Ah, okay, nice. So you have, yeah, you have, you don't get into the month of January because people are like coming back. So it's better to target February. I think it's better. Yeah, I just try to release everything before Christmas because during Christmas, people listen only Christmas songs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Funny, a lot of Christmas songs I get to I get to receive during that time. Oh, <laughs> well, I the song. Yeah, that's good. So looking forward to that, and uh, and we shall definitely have it on the show when when that is ready. So and in in are things going on still in your career? You talked to me about um, opening up for a big Georgian star, right? Oh yes, thank you, Mark, for. Uh bringing this up i'm very excited we already started rehearsals with my band uh i i got this chance and i got so inspired by this i think it's an amazing thing when big artists like so the nino katamaze is a georgian celebrity she's a georgian folk jazz singer very well known in eastern europe yes yeah. she is not like, for example, if you would tell her name to like regular American who doesn't like like folk music, he would not know. But in Russia, Kazakhstan, Georgia, Armenia, like lots of like uh, lots of Eastern European countries, she's very well known. So um, it is an honor to be opening for her. And I think when one day I will be this big, I want to take young raising uh talented artists to open for my show so i can help them like nino is helping me right now, so. yeah absolutely so when when is that show happening uh september 23rd oh nice so that's that's close so rehearsals are already in in full gear and uh you're looking forward to that oh, that's a good one for you yeah and um let's see now you 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 did organize a show a while ago for yourself Yes, I did. I had two solo shows this year. Yes, and now you have two more solo shows that you're organizing? So, yes, uh, I decided that I will have a concert as an original artist once in three, three months. Of course, besides that, I perform for private shows as, a, as an entertainer, as a performer. And also, I perform for little, like, festivals, markets. So I perform often. But when it comes to my show, I organize it in once in three months. So, so far, I had my first concert at in San Francisco. It was sold out. It was a small venue, but it was beautiful and very intimate. And tickets were sold out two weeks before the show. And right. I was so... I was like, oh my God, thank you so much for everybody who's coming, who's supporting me as an artist. Yeah. I was so happy and show went beautifully and it, audience, everybody, like there was one moment during concert when I was talking about the uh, the song, why I wrote this, I got a little emotional, I started crying <laughs> and I feel like so many people cried with me there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was good. It was great. And then I remember when I was like getting into it and feeling good, I could see people were like we were so connected. It was beautiful. It was magical. And uh, second show I had, it was a house concert, acoustic concert in the backyard. 
beautiful. We sold out tickets also two weeks before the show and it was 45 plus people. I don't remember. I stopped counting. At that point, I was like, okay. Yeah, it's enough. Just, <laughs> 45 plus. We yeah. like, it was so packed. So it was also beautiful, gorgeous, and lots of local artists was performed for that too. So I invited other people to, to perform. So it was great. So now I have this show coming uh, with the with the Georgian Star in September. Also, I perform for local festivals and the markets and the like nonprofit concerts. And um, November 19th, I have my first rock show. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and this time, my rock show, of course, there are other amazing artists. It's not only my show. So, like, we decided three local female artists. We get together. We booked the big, big proper venue. And all of us, we're going to perform. And my my performance is going to be, like, rock, rock rock performance. Yeah. And we booked uh, we booked uh, bricks, uh, Brick and Mortar um, Music Hall. It actually a proper music venue like with a stage and it fits i think it fits 300 people oh that's good that's good well i'm a little nervous i still want people to come <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know i was like oh will they come for rock show and in this type of venues show starts late like it starts at eight and finishes at 11. so it's like oh will people come so late i don't know and a little bit nervous you are going to come. <laughs> yeah, people are going oh, to come. Last thing. And then I have a Christmas show. Yeah. I have a Christmas show for December 16th. It's a beautiful, beautiful venue. Uh, but it's a small one. Its capacity is 75 people. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. That's... But Christmas show is amazing. I know people will come because, come on, this is a Christmas show. How yeah. can you miss yeah, and a chance to get out of the house, you know, have, take, take the opportunity, come on. <laughs> yeah, even if you are not religious, you still uh, you still uh, enjoy. This is like a very festive holidays. You can be any religious, but like, you know, like the, when everything is decorated and people like celebrating just holidays. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. That, so there are two shows before the year. The year gets gets done. You have two singles coming up. You're opening up for a for an amazing Georgian uh star in towards the end of September. So it looks like you're you're going you're going to end the year on a bang. What I like most though, those backyard concerts that you put up on in, in your backyard, that that looks amazing. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'm so appreciate that you uh like keep keep up the data that you are watching my stories and that you're like helping me. I'm so thankful. You know, when I will become, when I will become that big, huge superstar, you got to be my number one person who will be invited to everywhere with a <laughs> VIP. <Yes. laughs> I will, I will fly you to, to, uh, to, to America with a, with a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. But, yeah, but the, the, those the, the bucket concerts. What what I like most about it though is um 
much as yes, it's people coming together and you're enjoying you're enjoying an evening together, but you still incorporate the music aspect of it. You have musicians there, and then you have your playing songs and which still builds your uh your confidence in terms of performing and uh, even working your songs out to see how they perform. So that's that's most of the aspect that I like when I when I see even when you're updating what happened and how people attended and uh, some of the performances that did happen. So I think I like uh, that. I, I kind of like, I, I see it from an aspect of how you perform, how you incorporate the music side of it and how, you know, you have musicians on there playing with you. And uh, I, that's an amazing thing. Thank you. I, um, I believe that in music market, like, I'm an artist, right? I'm, I'm, I do music, but also I affect the market, this industry, and I want to affect it in a good way. So even though, so having my own shows, because like my audience, I'm still growing my audience. So I started with a venue with 30 people. Now, next venue was 45 plus. And then venue is much bigger now, right? So what I'm trying to say is that I'm still in the progress, but I still need to pay bills. I still need to pay musicians. I still need to do this. So I would say first show was negative profit. So like I paid out of pocket. Second show was zero. Next show, I don't know. Depends how many people will come join the show. And Tickets are like certain level of expense. Like I would say, like let's say $30, $40 for one ticket in this in this area, it's like very normal. So even like you cannot put high prices. You, you need to put like regular prices. But the, with the number of people coming, you sometimes are, even if it's sold out, you still struggle to cover your bills. Yeah. And uh, I believe, sorry, I'm, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, so I believe that I need to affect market in a good way. And if I'm hiring musicians, I need to pay musicians. Yeah, yeah. And even if I made negative, negative profit, I still need to pay them. Why? Because I want to help music industry grow. I don't want to use advantage of it. So even though there are so many people like uh, not really appreciate what musicians do for this industry and don't really pay, I don't want to be that person. I want the one who actually does appreciate. So, um, of course, there are some shows, for example, some festivals can invite me and, and I will not get paid. Right. There are some festivals like you come there and there are like hundreds of unique listeners. This yeah. is not your audience. You just came there. And some festivals pay, some not. And I still go and I still perform. And sometimes my musicians who work with me a lot, they are like, hey, Alex, we saw that you got booked for that festival. I would be happy to perform with you there. And yeah. I'm like, hey, I'd love to have you there. Just the thing is that they don't pay me and I don't have budget for that. And they will sometimes they say, hey, we would love to be there. It's like experience and also we want to support you. And we worked already so many times. So sometimes they come with me. And I, I'm very thankful. I was like, hey guys, as soon as I will get booked, uh, you are number one person I'm 
inviting for my gig, paid gig. So I try not to really use advantage of that like that because it's still like a lot of work. So, but sometimes some musicians who are really my friends, they're like, hey, let's go, let's do that. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So that's, that still happens. Yeah, absolutely. So we see that. So uh, I see, Uh, let's see, uh, yeah, time is not our best friend here. So, uh, but... <laughs> So wrapping up things though, uh, we have uh, so you have two new songs coming out uh before the year ends. Uh, you have two shows, one that will come out, that one that is in October. Yeah. And then the other one is a Christmas show. Uh, sorry, it's uh September twenty third, November nineteenth, and December sixteenth. Yeah. Yes. I I I, uh, I think I, I was talking about the two shows that you are de- you are doing on your own. By, November 19th and December 16th. Yes. And then you're also opening up for uh, an, an amazing Georgian star uh, that is on September 22nd. 23rd, yeah. 23rd, yes. Sorry about that. 23rd. And then uh, uh, that's amazing. So it looks like you're going to close off the year on, on, on a bit of a high. But for now, but before then, you are, we, we, the song, the single that we've been having on the show is Like Me Not, right? That we've been playing. Uh, yeah. So that's the, the single that uh, is out right now. I think that's what we shall wrap up the show with. But uh, other than that, uh, if you're going, for example, if you're doing a live show, what we shall wrap up with is uh, how, do you, how do you prepare for your live show? For example, do you ever get stage, fl- stage fright when you're, get, when you're going to perform, no matter how much rehearsal you've done, and it's time for you now to get on stage? That walk to the stage... How are you always feeling at that time? I feel I feel good. Yes, sometimes I I feel a little bit nervous because like I'm worried that something can go wrong. Especially even though like big stars perform for huge concerts, something can possibly go wrong. Yeah. In my case, because I organize everything myself, sometimes I'm worried that uh, like there's somebody in charge that can like kind of miss things. But anyways, I don't have stage. I don't, I'm, I'm not scared to be at this stage. This, this, when I'm at the stage, I finally do what I want to do because everything I do, everything I do before the stage, it is manager's job, it is booking agent's job. It is. <laughs> yeah. But when I'm at the stage, I am a performer and then I feel good. I don't feel scared. I feel like I'm at the right place. I belong there. Yeah, absolutely. Alex, it's been good having you on the show. Uh, Sorry? No, I was saying uh, it's been great having you on the show. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I do appreciate everything you do for, not only for me, for other people too. I can see how many artists you pitch. Thank you for making our industry more beautiful, more real, and more organic. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it's one of the shows that, first of all, it's one of the most... Uh, doing uh, because it's easy for for me to do a show where I just go and and open up my 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 uh, if if it's not a mix show it's like if it's a mix show like on Saturday night or uh, Saturday night I have two shows on two different stations but it's easy for me to go on and open up my playlist and play music but I usually put in more effort to have five days of the week where I have to play songs that and I don't know how many artists I have that have played I've played them fast on the radio ever that all those messages I get for that and it's the most it's the most I think it's one of the most 
shows that I do, that I enjoy the most, and I don't make money off. <laughs> yeah. And I but I enjoy it the most more than uh shows on on or shows that I get to do, which are you know the normal thing of playing the most popular songs and then you just and, and then you get paid. I, I can do that, it's easy for me to do, but I never get the satisfaction. It's always the satisfaction I always get is when I play a song and someone says, But what is that? Who who is that? And 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 they're like, Yeah, I don't why why have I not had that somewhere? And then that's that's usually the satisfaction I get whenever I make these these shows that I do Monday to Friday. So it's most the most rewarding thing that uh I could ever ask for that I can do effortlessly every time, much as it's hectic doing 20 songs a day for every that is every week, Monday to Friday. It's so hectic, but I like it. So <laughs> I'm in between. <laughs> Does your uh does any do you get recognized on the streets like somebody will like oh I listen to your radio or something like that yeah 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 even because I used to do I, I used to do a morning show for about six years here right and uh the the most thing they always ask me is well, you know what's funny I did a radio show that's on a commercial station for six years consistently every morning and I was I was the lead mic so I was hosting the show at the time with uh, a couple of hosts and they never asked me one thing about that show they always asked me about shows that I do like when I premiere new music when I do that that's the most thing I always get everyone would say I only wait I, I will listen to the morning I'll listen when you're talking about current affairs and all these things that are happening but me I enjoy the most on Fridays when you're premiering new music because I used to do that and the station usually used to tell me, do not bring new artists on the show. Nobody knows who they are. That thing doesn't work. And I would always Friday, every time Friday will come around and I'm like, in the mix show, I do the same thing every time. So they're like, so after a while, they started seeing how much reception they get on Fridays, more than what they get during the weekdays when we are talking about current affairs and economics, politics and all that, social issues. And they're like, and I'm like, I'm going to do this like every day. All right, every day of the week, every day of the week, and they're like, "This won't work." I was like, "No worries, I'm going to create another platform where I can do this." So we ended up doing Ejaz Radio, and uh, we put it over there. But Ejaz Radio streams more than any commercial station that is in the country right now, for the last three years now. No one streams more than we do. The numbers are not; they are not even like really close to how much. And yet, we give independent artists a platform one hour every. Uh, that is every weekday. And also, <laughs> we get to add that music in the playlist. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you for not gatekeeping. Thank you for building platforms where independent artists can pitch themselves and have a chance because it's like so, so difficult, almost impossible to get to the like proper radio station unless somebody pitched you like someone. Yeah. Like what I'm saying, thank you so much for giving people like me a chance to be heard that's that's a lot that's a lot no i do i do i do, I do appreciate you know even <laughs> now when we have these conversations on the show and all that so it, it mean it means a lot so i i really do this because i like doing it so that's why it's usually never feels like a job to me i, I always have fun doing it <laughs> you have 
a thousand points to your karma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so thank uh thank you so much for uh for coming on the show once again. Guys, the extreme BPM, you can go on. How can people follow you up? I know it's uh Alexandra underscore. Yeah, so it's two words, Alexandra underscore music. Yes, that is on it's, Instagram. Same thing in Instagram, same thing on TikTok. Yes, absolutely. So go check Alex out. And the new single that we are playing right now is uh, Like Me Not. That's available everywhere you stream music. Go check that out. And uh, from, from me to you and yours, have a great one. Be safe. And uh, until the next conversation I have with another amazing artist on the show, we have absolutely nothing left for you. But you can check out all the conversations with other musicians that we get to have on the show on any podcast app of choice. Where you get podcasts, that's up to you. But you can always search for the Extreme BPM. You'll get it and you'll listen to it. Good thing with Spotify, you can also watch the video for that interview. So why not? Go do, go do that and check it out.